Hello, I am Kim Pitzer, superintendent of the Miami Trace Local School District. Welcome to another episode of the Panther Cast, where we discuss topics that make Panther Nation MT proud. In this episode, Kylie Landman gets the scoop on this year's fall play, Happily Ever Before, with director Andrea Johnson and cast members Kinsey Long and Isabel Gilpin. Hi, guys. Welcome. Hi. Hi. I'm so excited to be here with the three of you and hear all about the upcoming fall production. Andrea, can you start by telling us a little bit about the show? Yeah, absolutely. So our show this year is called Happily Ever Before, and it's basically um, a take on three fairy tales. So we've got the story of Snow White, Cinderella, and Sleeping Beauty. Um, But the villains of each of those stories try to take over the fairy tales and basically mess up the happily ever afters for those um, for those three characters. So it's kind of like a twisted fairy tale that's been flipped around. Okay, so I did do some research before we came into this because I hadn't heard of this play yet. So it looks like a lot of fun. Now, I'm I typically am the. Like, I love the Disney princess type stories and the happily ever after. So this might give me a little anxiety, but I'm super excited (laughs) to see it. So, but let's go back. How long have you been the director of Fall Plays? This will be my sixth show as the lead director. And then previously I had helped Laura Hottinger um, in an assistant capacity for, I think, five shows. So I've been doing this for a few years now. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So it's been, it's been a while now. We started... You know, I had the experience of um, directing some of the shows when we were back at the old school and now here in the new auditorium. So kind of the best of both worlds there. Awesome. Now, which auditorium do you like better? Well, the old one had a lot of really cool features, um, but I, you know, it also had some downfalls. Like, for example, the stage had some lumps that you had to, like, avoid and those <laughs> sorts of things. And I think our sound and lights are a lot better over here. So I would say I prefer this one, but... Um, I do miss certain aspects of the old old sure. auditorium, too. Sure. I think that's probably how most people feel. <laughs> a little nostalgic about yep. it, but we have some better equipment. Absolutely. Out of all of those plays, which one do you think was your favorite? Oh, I really like this one this year. I think um, once it all comes together, the costumes are going to be really fun and... Um, I think that it'll be really it'll be a really good show. Um, I also really loved the year we did Alice in Wonderland because that one was a lot of fun, too, with um, some fun costumes and some fun different things that we got to do. And that was also our last show on the old stage. So cool. Enjoy doing that one as well. Yeah. So what initially got you interested or got you involved in directing the fall plays? Um, Laura Hottinger basically grabbed me as I was a young teacher just kind of starting out and and, yeah basically (laughs) grabbed me and and pulled me into it and I'm so glad that she did because she was a good mentor for me and kind of taught me the ropes and then um, once she transitioned over to um, you know working on other things I was able to step in and take over the program. Gotcha. When you were in school, uh, in high school or middle school, were you involved in school plays? Um, Not really. I went to a really small high school, so we didn't have much of a theater department. Um, But I always have loved watching plays and reading plays. Um, And so it's always been something that I've enjoyed. I just never um, really had the chance to do the acting component of it. Yeah. After being involved for this many years, what would you say the best part of being involved in 
fall play it is. Oh, the best part is definitely opening night. I just love seeing all their hard work come together. And there's just like a lot of magic with that, you know, with the opening curtain on that first night and seeing, you know, the kids come out in their costumes, everything goes together. And it's just a really special moment, um, seeing all their hard work. And especially once all the nerves of that first show are out of the way, and we're able to celebrate at the end of that night, that's definitely my favorite part. So I imagine that there's been some unexpected issues, especially on opening night. Do you have any that come to mind that you recall? Um, well, pretty much every year, I feel like we have some sort of issue with casting where someone gets sick or there's some sort of issue and we have to replace people at the last minute, which has happened pretty much every year. Um, last year, we had to replace someone the you know the, during show week like the last week of the play and we had to replace a cast member. Um, I had a cast member one year who got injured at a swim meet um, the day before the show. And so we had to, you know, so it's, there's always things and, but I work with really, really amazing cast members and, and every year I've had people step up and take over and, and fill roles that they normally wouldn't have been, a part of, but we always make it work because the show has to go on. <laughs> yes, it does. How many cast members do we have for this production? This year we have about 30 cast members and 10 stage crew. So about 40, wow. 40 participants altogether. So it's, it's a pretty big group this year. Okay. Um, a little bit bigger than um, some of the other shows that we've done. That's what I was going to ask. That so, seems. Yeah, it's high. a pretty big group for, for the play. Um, so yep, it's, there's a quite a few of them this year. And do you have a hard time finding that many students interested? To a certain extent, um, we're pretty lucky that we have such a strong theater program. Like we've got the middle school musical, and I feel like that does a good job of like getting people interested in it so that it feeds into the high school. Um, and then, of course, having the musical as well. We just have a good core of kids that are really into um, into the theater. And so... Pretty much every year I've got my core group that returns and then we always have new freshmen that come in as well. So it hasn't it hasn't been too bad. We we usually have the coverage that we need with the group that we have. Yeah, and we I feel like we have such a great arts program. Oh, absolutely. We're very lucky with the facilities that we have and with the support from the community. It's a good it's a really good program. Yeah, that definitely helps. Kenzie. Hi. Hi. It's your senior year. Yeah. And you are a busy girl. Everywhere I go on this campus, <laughs> I see Mackenzie Long. Yeah. <laughs> so first of all, can you tell us some of the things that you're involved in inside and out of school? Oh, goodness. Um, that's a long list. Mm -hmm. I, one of my favorite things I do, besides ball play, of course, is um, the Big Panther, Little Panther program. I actually started, I helped start that mm -hmm. last year was our first year. It was just a small idea we had sending high school students over to the elementary school almost as like teacher's aides mm -hmm. and we started with about 30 minutes last year and now I'm there every day from nine to noon and I have a kindergarten class and I love them and I am in the marching band I do color guard I'm in con I, well I'm in symphonic band I've done concert band I am in a drum corps outside of school, which is a summer competitive marching band. I 
senior class officer. Yeah, I am a senior class officer. (laughs) (laughs) That's a big one. I'm secretary for the senior class, and I am in the Ohio Youth Led Prevention Network, which is a drug prevention and youth advocacy group. And I'm also in the drug prevention group we have here at the school. And I'm in student government. Think I've named you it. You think all? that's it? I think that's it. I've done Mitra and choir in the past. Yeah, I've done about everything Miami Chase has to offer, and I'm very grateful. Oh, and I'm in the superintendent's advisory council. Yes, yes, awesome. So you just have a lot going on. So yeah. when I saw that you had this role, I'm like, oh my goodness, how is she making time for this? So obviously, it's something that is important to you and that you really enjoy. Uh, so that's exciting to see. And we'll maybe get into that a little bit more here in a minute. But I want to uh, switch over to Isabel. You're a junior, right? Yep, I Yes. Am. I see you a lot, too. <laughs> so what all are you involved in? Well, freshman year, I was part of the soccer team. Mm-hmm. Um, I joined tennis this year. Awesome. Then I used to be part of the anti-drug coalition thing we had before, like, that kind of stopped. Mm-hmm. I do fall play choir. I do musicals every year. I'm part of Spanish club this year that they brought back in student government. I think that's a good that's amount. That's great. Yeah, yeah, that is that is a good amount. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are so busy. So, Kenzie, we'll start with you. How many productions have you been a part of since, say, middle school? Were you both in middle school plays? I was. I was part of the first one we had at the middle school. It was Peter Pan Jr. Okay. So I did two in middle school. I've done four plays and two musicals. So six, seven, eight, I think about eight. Wow. Yeah. Isabel? So I've been in, I was in Annie, Shrek, Freaky Friday, Adam's Family, and then for plays, I was in Dracula, One Stoplight Town, and now Happily Ever Before. Okay. Who were you in Annie? I was um, I was the orphan Kate. Oh, okay. I didn't know if you were Annie. Who played Annie that year? Kylie Miller. Okay. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about your characters. Isabel, actually, we'll start with you this time. Okay. Uh, tell us about your character. I'm Rumpelstiltskin. He's a very trickster kind of character. Mm-hmm. It likes to get into everyone's, like, stories and tries to help the villains as much as it can. But, and, like, there's no hidden motive he has. He just just really wants to try to help for villains to finally win the day. Well, for once, he's helpful, huh? Yeah. <laughs> That's a shocker. <laughs> typically, it's, it's sneaky yeah. to try to, to mess people up. Okay, Mackenzie? Um, I am fairy godmother. It's Cinderella's fairy godmother. And I end up running into Little Red Riding Hood, which is kind of interesting. And I don't think, yeah, I don't ever end up meeting Cinderella. You're just see. looking for her most of the I, yeah, play. Trying most to of the find time her. I'm trying to find her. Okay. But basically yeah. the villains try to prevent you from, yeah, from, from helping her out. Yeah. Oh, no. Okay, so you are still good in this play, yes, right? Yes, I am. Okay. Well, there Maybe. is a point in it where something comes up, but... Oh, okay. Yeah. Exciting <laughs> plot twist. Uh, what kind of challenges have you faced with getting into character for Fairy Godmother? Um, I I don't really think I have a problem with getting into character for her. She is a very, like, caring, like, um, person. And I really think of, especially with my scene with Little Red, Little Red is a small child. And I really think about when I'm in my kindergarten class, if like one of my kindergartners are running around just trying to catch them. Yeah. 
True. I don't really have an issue with trying to get into that character. Okay. What about Rumpelstiltskin? Do you find that to be an easy character to portray? In certain aspects, it can be really easy. Um, I just try to like, since he's a very tricky character, I try to portray him as like, it sounds weird, but like what a smirk would like sound like. Mm -hmm. When you smirk, you have to look to you. So I try to portray that into like his voice and how like, how he'd like act and with his like emotions and like just hand movements and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Do you guys have a favorite line so far? Yes. Oh, okay. What is it? Can you give us a snippet? Are we allowed to or would it Am reveal I allowed too to? much? I think it's fine. That's okay. fine. Okay. It, I'm interested now. Yeah. <laughs> well, at one point he gets really upset and he goes, and I don't get the fresh, juicy baby you've asked for. <laughs> <laughs> and I just love it because it's so him. Yeah. And it shows like a part of him that still wants that in his um, fairy tale and everything. Okay. Um, Kenzie, do you have one? I kind of have two. So there, when I'm trying to catch uh, Little Red, I end up catching her, and I'm like, "I got you, you little brat!" And it's it's kind of like funny, and mm -hmm. it feels like almost like a, I don't know, like big sister kind of thing. Sure. And then in another scene, I'm actually talking to um, evil stepmother. And she's like telling me how I'm not going to find Cinderella. And that's in a moment I'm trying to find Cinderella. And I basically tell her she looks old and her dress is ugly. She gets really offended. And oh, it's nice. really funny. <laughs> one of those things that maybe like in real life you might want to say at some point if you get upset yeah. enough. But you can't. So now you get to do it in character on stage. Okay. Yeah. Fun. Well, Mrs. Johnson, what has been the most enjoyable part of preparing for this year's play for you? I really love um, working with the kids, and I really like the fact that um, we we always try with the fall play to really make it as student-led as possible, and so kind of letting them bring their own ideas to the characters and their own ideas to the set, and um, just kind of letting their creative creativity come through and have them make their own decisions on so those sorts of things. And so I always love seeing what they come up with and how they interpret different scenes um, and how they interpret their characters. And that's my favorite part is just seeing what they what they bring into it and kind of letting them lead things as much as possible. Yeah, that makes sense. What are you guys most excited about the audience experiencing with this play? Is there anything in particular? Well, I think they finally get to see what we put on the table. Mm -hmm. Like we're not just some other club at Trace. We actually put in all of our hard work into like this wonderful masterpiece that people get to like sit and just watch what we have to offer. Enjoy all the work you guys put in. Yeah, I think specifically this year with our show, it is a very all-age friendly. I think we always do a really good job at that, but this year especially with there being Disney princesses involved and um, hearing like other stories let in that some kids might not know, but their parents know. Like I wasn't entirely sure of Rumpelstiltskin's <laughs> story, but my dad was aware of it. So he was like, oh, that's cool. How is that like high school friendly? Mm -hmm. And I think it'll be really fun for the whole family to come and see. Catches all the generations. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just yeah. a really fun script because it does, it does have the Disney princesses, but then it also brings in a lot of other fairy tales like, the three little pigs show up for a while. Um, the three bears are in the story. 
Little Red Riding Hood, um, Goldilocks is there for a while. And so there are just lots of different stories that are all pulled into one script. Um, so I think people will uh, definitely see a lot of different aspects that they recognize just in a new light. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, a final, my second to last question, actually. Um, I am curious to know, Mrs. Johnson, in your opinion, why are the arts so important in education? I know from what I see, just with interacting with our students who are involved um, in whether it be music or performing arts um, or art, you can tell. You can tell that it builds confidence in students and um, they create relationships and, and learn about relationship building and maintaining and that sort of thing. Um, what are the other benefits? Why is it so important? Well, I think one of the great aspects of whether it's theater or music, um, that it's always collaborative. So instead of having like a competitive environment like sports, you get, you know, you get to work together as a team and um, there's not really the competitive aspect to it. Like everybody is cheering each other on and you want to and even the audience, you know, you don't have you don't have another side who's there to root against you. Everybody is there to root you on. And I really love that part of it. And I think it also just allows the students um, kind of that creative outlet that they might not get otherwise. And I think the kids that are involved in theater and, you know, music and the arts are really passionate group of people. And they're able to express that part of themselves in a different way that they normally wouldn't get to. So kids that might not do that well academically or athletically have that other outlet where they can really shine. And I love to see that part of it. Yeah, that's so true. So our final question to wrap up this episode is going to be different. And um, it's not really pertaining to what we're talking about today, but it's going to give us an idea, um, a little more insight into who you are. Okay. So you're being dropped off on a tropical island with food and water. What three things are you bringing? Now, I'm going to change it up because some people would say a boat. And it's like, oh, well, shoot, that kind of took the fun out of it. So it has to fit in a suitcase. What three items would you bring that can fit in a suitcase? Can one be a friend? I get so We'll lonely. let you put a friend in the suitcase. I, I can fit if, a friend in the suitcase. If they're willing to go in a suitcase, then they're a good friend and yeah, they should be with you anyway. I've got a couple of those. Um, so I'm definitely bringing a friend. Hmm. This is a hard question. This is a hard one. I'm impressed that you didn't say cell phone. A lot of times with students, that's like one of the first things they say. I don't know. I feel as like you're not going to have person. a signal on it. Yeah, it is. You guys so. just thought <laughs> this through. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Isabel, go yeah, ahead. you go ahead. I'll think of mine. I'd probably now. definitely bring a friend for sure because you want that company. You don't mm -hmm. want to be alone. Mm -hmm. And then probably like a bunch of like paper. Because, I mean, you'll find glass bottles everywhere. You can always, like, ship off letters somehow, some way. to like keep they get somewhere. <laughs> they'll get somewhere. Someone will find it. And then probably, like, this doesn't attain to, like, tropical, but, like, a photo album of all, like, your memories so you never forget who you are. I love it. That's really yeah. good. Great idea with the letters. Um, I'm going to bring a book. I don't know which one because that's really hard to only choose one, but definitely have a book, some sort of flair or some way to get noticed so that someone can rescue me. Good idea. I don't know what my third item would be, though. I'm probably supposed to say I'd take my kid with me, right? My daughter <laughs> with me. That'd probably, probably be yeah. a good. Yeah, I'll take she can come with me as well. That would that would be a good idea. <laughs> okay. Okay, Kenzie, you have two more items. Okay, well, I'm definitely bringing the friend. 
and I definitely need a blanket, <laughs> like at comfort. Good call. And I guess some way to start. I guess there's sticks there. I'm assuming there's sticks there. I could figure out how to start a fire. There's sticks. Um, I feel like you just need a friend. That's really all yeah, you need. Yeah, I really <laughs> just need a friend and we're fine. A You'll friend, a blanket. I, I guess to make it easier on us, like uh, fire making stuff. Perfect. <laughs> Some flint. Yeah, Flint. Okay. okay, maybe we need to have you go home and watch Alone or something like that for a little bit before we ship you to an island. I just need a friend <laughs> who is really good at survival techniques. Correct. It's probably fine. Yes, yes. Oh, we well, this has been such a pleasure sitting down with you guys, and I am super excited about fall play and coming and watching you and all the hard work that you've put in. So to remind our listeners, that is uh, the weekend of November 11th, right? Friday, Saturday, mm-hmm. Sunday. The times? So November 11th at 7 p.m., November 12th at 5 p.m., and then November 13th, our Sunday matinee at 2 p.m. And tickets are currently on sale through Hometown Ticketing. Well, thank you guys again for being here. I'm excited to watch the production and break a leg. Thank Thank you you so much. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Panther Cast. Join me in a couple of weeks as I sit down with our technology department and gain insight into the ways that Miami Trace keeps up with the rapid technological advancements in the world and education. 